You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 83 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. The Chiefs' 41-10 domination of the Bears was well and truly predicted as the Chiefs chalked up another win to go 2-1 after Week 3. What wasn't predicted was the absolute tidal wave of coverage that the Arrowhead players' box received during the game. We'll get into this as well as also bringing you our weekly Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings and our preview of the Chiefs' Week 4 matchup in New York City to face the Jets. But first... Eleventh play of the drive, Mahomes wafting end zone, there it is, a touchdown to Kelsey. Well, I think that picture uh, sums up the day here for Kansas City. They're they're on top of the world. The Kelsey-Mahomes combination going to go down as one of the best ever. This may be the first time in history that Patrick Mahomes isn't the most popular player in Arrowhead. <laughs> Reminder how it used to be, be. Unless you've been living under a rock, Taylor Swift has swooped into Chiefs Kingdom and it was not predicted at all. Yes, there was rumours about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift hooking up. And I must admit, I didn't totally believe it until I actually had concrete evidence. I think that was pretty much concrete evidence, don't you, Tom? I mean, she sat with his mum. Like... <laughs> Mama Kelsey. Yeah. Um... Wow. What a year she's having, by the way. Um, yeah, it's it's a really big story, isn't it? Like, I'm sure there's people listening to this podcast are absolutely fuming that we're leading with this. <laughs> but it, it's a pretty big deal, is, is it not? I, I'm like, she is very, very famous and he's... The most famous man? No, I'm joking. I'm kidding. He, she's the most famous pop star slash entertainer in the world right now, is she not? And her audience follows her closely. We all know this. Um, the Swifties, as they're called, they they follow her every move very closely. And all of a sudden, all those millions, if not tens of millions of people, have got their eyes on Kansas City, Missouri. And all of a sudden, they're finding out who Travis Kelsey is and who's who Legarius Sneed is and <laughs> yeah. who, who do you, all these other players are. It's just, it's it's a it's a big deal. It is. Tyler. I mean, well, you're telling me it's a big deal. I mean, I don't really know what Tyler, Tyler, Taylor, Taylor Swift <laughs> is. 
Um, <laughs> I've heard of her. I've heard of probably one song that she made. And obviously we put this song at the beginning as well, which was How You Get the Girl by Taylor Swift. And I thought, you know what? That's pretty fitting, isn't it, really? Because Travis Kelsey got the girl. He he basically got <laughs> went after her, didn't he? He went after her because wow. she, was, she was performing at Arrowhead Stadium. He thought he'd give her a friendship bracelet, and here we are now. She sat next to Mama Kelsey in a packed-out Arrowhead Stadium watching the Chiefs demolish the Bears, which, I mean, this is just a sideshow compared to what was going on with the cameras because as soon as everybody saw Taylor Swift was sat next to Mama Kelsey, it was like the whole world was just watching what the hell is going on in the centre of the universe right now, which is Kansas City. It was funny because I was listening to Radio One over here on on Monday morning, and about twenty to eight, Radio One DJ called Greg James, really famous radio DJ over here, um, is probably the the most popular time slot for radio in the UK on this particular radio station. And he was doing like a roundup of news, and he got onto this Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift story, and he was talking about it. And Greg James clearly doesn't know anything about American football, and in particular the Kansas City Chiefs, because he said, "Oh, uh, Travis Kelsey, I've got he's got Ta- Taylor Swift in the stands," and he said, oh, "I thought it was funny how they were speaking to one of his uh, teammates, Patrick, after the game." <laughs> just like just this random guy called Patrick who just happens just to be Patrick. the most. Yeah, famous American sports star in the world currently, <laughs> but yeah, you know, just just this random guy called called Patrick. But yeah, I do find the whole thing hilarious. Like it's equally mad as it is funny. Like to see the reaction from old talking heads from American football. Some fans are like, "Oh, we don't need this. This is just a surgery. I hate all this." Blah blah blah. Like people's piss is really boiling right now, and I'm here <laughs> for it. Yeah, like oh, yeah. everyone, I don't want to talk. Talk about Taylor Swift. I want to talk about the game, all of this, and I am loving that. But also at the same time, I'm loving how much hate Kelsey's getting from these these Taylor Swift fans. And like, I saw this one video. You should put the clip in after this. Is this one woman just who's just calling him gross and disgusting? <laughs> I never in a million years that I think that I would have to take time out of my Sunday to watch the Chiefs play. I mean, what am, what am I going to say? She's at the game. She's she loved all that corny bullshit. <laughs> He's so, like, he's so gross. I, I just, I have no interest in him. She's with Donna Kelsey. Everything about this I hate, but she seems to love it. I don't know. She seems to love it. She's having a good time. What a betrayal for the Eagles, by the way. And she's like, I hate it that I have to watch Chiefs games now. No, you fucking well don't. You don't have to watch it. It's because you're sad and obsessed with Taylor Swift. That's the reason why you feel like you have to watch it. You don't have to watch anything. Imagine just, I, I wouldn't dream of like putting myself through, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, I hate country music, right? I hate country music with a passion. So I wouldn't put myself through a Luke Bryan concert just so I could watch Patrick Mahomes in the f***ing stands. Like, I wouldn't do that on the odd clip, on the odd clip. So you Swift fans, Taylor Swift fans, if you don't like Travis Kelsey, you don't like Chiefs, guess what? You don't have to watch. And yeah. I do hope they do tone it down on the Tay-Tay watch on the broadcast if she's at more games. I don't think they will. I do think they just keep doing it because they know what they're doing. They, they bring T- Taylor Swift onto broadcast. All of a sudden, everyone checks in. I've heard stories of people's wives and people's daughters. Oh, I want to watch the Chiefs game now all of a sudden. I've just seen the, the, the viewing figures for Sunday night's game or Sunday afternoon's game. They were ridiculously high. It was 41 fucking 10. Like, it <laughs> shouldn't have been. It was 31-0 or 34-0 at half time. 
This should not have had high view- viewing figures this game. Everyone should have been watching the Cowboys get whacked by the Cardinals. Everyone should have been watching that game. But no, because of Taylor Swift, everyone was tuned into that one. It just, I just, it's funny. It's equally sad and equally entertaining at the same time. Um, but I'm kind of here for it. Kansas City is like pretty much the center of the universe right now. It's like, it, like everything that's good is happening in Kansas City right now. It's it, it's fun as as, as the people Cup as well. As people, <laughs> exactly. And as people that get to talk about this, it, it's it's great. It's great. We get to talk about Taylor Swift. We get to talk about Travis Kelsey. It's it's good fun. It's good fun. You know what? When did when did Kansas City suddenly get into like the glitz and glamour of like April the twenty seventh. 2017, the day they drafted Patrick Mahomes. That was the date. <laughs> that was the day. Suddenly, we've got this A-lister who just like packaged yeah. out of the box, you know, pristine, yeah. and he's just brought all of this this along with him. And I mean, I know Kelsey was obviously yeah. before him, but Kelsey just thought, you know what, I'm having a bit of that limelight. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna swoop in and get a bit of this limelight here, but. You're right, the Swifties. I mean, there is one of them. I think she's from Barstool Sports or something. Professional. Oh, that explains everything. Professional <laughs> Swifty. I mean, I've never even heard of that before. What? Professional, professional Swifty? Apparently, they just talk about Taylor Swift and, oh, my God, what's she wearing this week? And, oh, my God, is she where is she attending this week? You know, all that kind of stuff. And she was she was... She was paid. So, so how how do you how do you have that job? How do you become a commentator on what Taylor Swift does? Because surely, like every single gig she does on her Eras tour, yeah. is exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> she played the same set list. Yeah. Isn't that? You know, yeah, but it's like- uh, her London leg of her tour was so much better than her Lisbon tour. <laughs> so much better. Well, how how does that happen? <laughs> She was pissed at the fact that it, she was, oh my God, she's at a Chiefs game. She's the Eagles fan. She's an Eagles fan. You know, it's like, yeah. calm down. She can go to a game if she wants. This must be the same woman that we were talking about because the one I watched, she she had the Eagles uh, stuff in it. So Yeah, I've forgotten it is. It kept- was this the one that ended up talking about his at the end? Yeah. <laughs> but then she was saying, get off my to all the fans. And I'm like, whoa, we're going somewhere else there, look. Um, <laughs> but yeah, professional Swifty. I mean, I mean, if it's a good paying job, I mean, I, I might put you up for it, mate. I mean, you, you oh, well, I am, I, to be honest, I quite like Taylor Swift's music. I'm not lying. And here we are 10 minutes into this podcast and we're still talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> so, we will get on to the Chiefs. We're, it's part, but it's chestnut checkers. We're losing all our Chiefs fans listeners, but we're gaining all the Swifties and they far outweigh the Chiefs fan listeners. Um, oh my God, Tom Charles is so, so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But that that Jordy guy, I have no clue what he's saying right now. <laughs> but, he, but he's got lovely eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I quite like like Taylor Swift. She has a lot of music, right? Yeah. And I'm of the opinion that seventy five percent of it is right. Right? Okay. That that is. <laughs> Mate, right. that, this isn't good interview. This for you. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All those Swifties suddenly logging off as well. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> There's no one listening to this podcast anymore. But yeah, the the seventy five percent of it is crap, right? Let's right. be honest. But the twenty five percent that is good is really freaking good. Is it? Like it's I'll really take your good word for it. it. <laughs> Sorry, I'll take your word for it. 
Are you bollocks? You might... No, I'm not having that. You're old. I, I don't. I really don't. I mean, I don't think my daughter's old enough yet to actually start like listening to like Taylor Swift and so she's. You don't like, need to be a, g- a little girl to like no, listen no, no, to Taylor music. You do. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I, I'm not I, having. I'm. I. I'm calling. Bull- you absolutely have or do know some of Taylor Swift's music. In fact, I'm going to test you in Munich. I'm going to catch you out in Munich. That's what yeah. I do. All right. I'm going to catch you out, yeah. I would say I'm a semi-professional Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sunday League Swifty. <laughs> anyway, anyway, should we talk about briefly about the game? Because, I mean, crying out loud. There was loud, a game? It, there was a game. Yeah, you wouldn't think it with the TV cameras, would you? It was, like, it was like the Chiefs did something on the field. It was like swoosh straight over to Taylor Swift. And it was. Just... Oh, by the way, swearing in front of the in laws on the first time you meet him, that's not. did. But mean... yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't dream of just. I would never say, let's go anyway. <laughs> that's just not in my vocab. It's not something that I would say. But uh, I don't know. I wouldn't like watch a football match. With the in-law, first time of meeting him, going, "Oh, that referee's a wanker." <laughs> first time, was... actually, that's imagine, a lie. I definitely imagine would. at the end of the game as well, right? That's probably why Kelsey looked a bit pissed when he was walking out. You know that yeah. he was walking out with Taylor Swift, and he looked yeah. a bit like, oh, "All right, here we go." Mama Kelsey's like, "I don't like your new yeah. woman." She's <laughs> like, Travis, me and you are going to have to have a conversation about this woman <laughs> because she's got a potty mouth. She f bombed. Right. <laughs> Anyways, the game, the game, the game. I really don't. <laughs> Where did you pick her up from, anyway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's a bold move in it by Travis to actually, you know, bring his like have his first. <laughs> We're straight back to it. I see. I know, straight back to it. I mean, but, but this was like the the the. The game coverage, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. oh yeah, and there's a great, a great play by the Chiefs. Anyway, what's Taylor Swift doing in the stands? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's she fist bumping now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, oh, it was insane. But anyway, yeah, you're right. We, I wonder what she thinks of the jet sweeps in the motion plays that the Chiefs ran on Sunday. We <laughs> <laughs> seen that note list that was going around. That can't be real, can it? No, that no, no. List, but it was, it was like, basically in Comic Sans. It was, <laughs> it's not, can't be true. They had like the Chiefs players, like, you know, influential Chiefs players, Len Dawson, Derek Thomas. And they yeah. Mahomes number five. Who did they have number five? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Number five. Yeah, that list is wrong straight away. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but anyway. Uh, right, okay. We'll we'll try not to talk about Taylor Swift in the rest of this show. But um, so yeah, the Chiefs domination, pure domination of the Bears, wasn't it? Um, it did get to the point where I was just looking at my phone for the rest of the game because I just thought this game is done. It was absolutely done way before halftime. The Chiefs had the way with every single side of the ball. I was impressed again by the defense, just really kind of locking everything down. Mahomes and the wide receiver, the receiving core had so much space. Yeah. It was it's like they got taught. It's like they got taught or finally learned how to read zone defenses. Like <laughs> the, 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 for two weeks in a row now, the, the Lions and the Jags have come out and challenged these receivers to read zone defenses. And we know traditionally that Mahomes absolutely kills zone defense. Mm. He does, especially with Kelsey. But normally he's had the receivers that are switched on to it as well. 
But this particular week, it's almost like a light bulb moment. It's like, ah, oh, Taylor Swift. No, I'm joking. No, it's like they. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check on Taylor uh, Swift. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they they they've just kind of got it this week, and the receivers, for what one reason or another, just found themselves in a lot of space. Like, I looked at the Chiefs, and I thought this team could put up 50, 60 points. And we actually sat here last week and we talked about, by the way, I predicted 41-13. So I was so close, yeah, you were so close. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, we we sat here last week and we talked about wanting the Chiefs to, like, to put the hammer down, like push, go and keep going, push, 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 put some, get some confidence in this offense. And I do think the Chiefs would have gone that way had Mahomes not got injured. I do feel like they would have pushed a couple more drives than they actually did um, and potentially gone up to the 50 to 60 point range because I felt it was such a valuable day for the offense and you just needed to get as many pieces involved as possible. And there were some pieces that did get involved and played extremely well. Rashi Rice in particular. Now, I know we had his issues with drops and he's still having some issues with drops, but how impressive has he been compared to the rest early on in this season? Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that. He's uh, He seems to be coming on leaps and bounds a lot more now, um, getting open a lot more. We, I, and we yeah. saw this in this game for sure, but okay. PFF, do you know, PFF having this is the 10th highest ranked wide receiver so far this season. Really? Games. Even with all the drops. Even with some of the drops. Still going, isn't it? He's 10th. And that's not a bad list. There's some good players on that list. There's some good receivers in this league. So for him to be 10th early on. And remember, he's a rookie. He's a rookie in Andy Reid's offense, which we also know traditionally is, this is a whole cliche. Oh, rookies do not do well in wide receiver in Andy Reid's offense. Like we've seen him a million times. But he's come out all guns blazing. And if it wasn't for the, the mental mishaps and the drops, he'd have a lot more production on his side as well. So I thought... I'm I'm sitting here thinking, actually, is Rashi Rice going to be that receiver that steps up? Maybe Sky Moore played well, but is he going to be the guy that steps up, or instead of him or uh, uh, Richie James or Justin Ross or even Kadarius Tony? Is 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 now Rashi Rice like pass catcher number two or three behind Justin Watson and Travis Kelsey? Is 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 that the way the hierarchy falls with the receivers now? Because Patrick Mahomes clearly trusts him and he's willing to give him the ball. And if you've got Patrick Mahomes' trust, then you're halfway there. Yeah. But one thing you've got to remember as well is that, that Justin Watson seems to be getting all of the yardage at the minute. Yeah. He's, the, he's statistically right now, Justin Watson is the WR1. He's had yep. the most yards, most kind of plays, influential plays that, he, that he's had. Um, and yeah, Rice is getting there. He is getting there. And he's, 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 it's that reliance that we're seeing on uh, key plays, key moments. But he's getting in those moments. And that's what we're, that's, that's what I'm really impressed with at the moment. He's getting in those plays. He's getting in those moments. And he's being effective. Yes. You Come mentioned on. it before. You mentioned it before about, you know, he's getting open. He's getting open, and that's it. That that's that's exactly a thing that we need from the wide receiving core. We had that issue in the first game where nobody seemed open at all, but mm -hmm. Rice seems to be finding ways of getting open. And also, as well, it's that it's that off the cuff plays as well from a lot of the wide receivers. Yeah. that I think they're understanding it a bit more that Mahomes does he does kind of wild it a little bit sometimes, doesn't he? Yeah, of course he does. Completely out of the pocket, and he's you know he, he he's scrambling around and he, he he tries to make plays 
So it's extending those players and it's it's the wide receivers understanding that extension of those players. Yeah. And they are running the routes and then thinking, right, okay, I ran my route. Where's Pat going? Right, I'm going to and I'm going to I'm going to yeah. find space. He'll find me with it. And I think it's that realization, that understanding that I think they didn't have in those first couple of games. I think. Yeah, because Patrick, he's it seems like to me like he's abandoning the pocket quite a lot. I feel like he has a he, he, he like <laughs> he has a clean pocket, but I just feel like he feels so more at ease when he's outside the pocket. I yeah. I feel like he feels okay when he knows that the pass rush is only coming from one side of him. Like, do you know what I mean? So if you stand in the middle of the pocket, you've got it coming through the middle, you've got it from the right, you've got it coming from the left. I feel like he feels okay. If he can roll out to his right and he just knows that everyone's coming to tackle him, is coming from the left-hand side. I feel like he feels okay with just working with that half of the field, but also knowing that he's got a strong enough arm that if he wants to open it up to the other side of the field, then he knows he can do it as well. And as you mentioned, the wide receivers are now starting to cotton on to that. We had the one against the Jags, the game, the play that essentially iced the game where Sky Moore broke up. Uh, it was almost, well, again, on a broken play, Mahomes rolled out yeah. to the right, beat a defender, and then throw the ball to Sky Moore, and that was icing the game. So I do feel like the Chiefs receivers are getting on page, but it doesn't mean that the Chiefs aren't doing stuff that's incredible within the structure as well, the offense. Like the run game on Sunday just looks so much better. The design plays for Jarek McKinnon oh, looks yeah. so much better. They got him involved in the game. And this Chiefs offense rolls when Jarek McKinnon is rolling. Yes. It's like, it's almost like, do you remember when Damian Williams was in the offense and when Damian Williams got hot, the whole offense got so much better as a whole. Yeah. And that's how it feels with Jarek McKinnon. We saw it at the back end of last year when he went on that crazy streak where he, I think he scored like eight games in a row or something like that, or eight <laughs> touchdowns in seven games. It was just a mad productive streak that he had and that's where the Chiefs are looking to get to now like we had the perfect balance on Sunday Isaiah Pacheco bringing the heat with the run he runs unbelievably angry but then when he got to third down money downs and you needed a pass protector but also a pass catching running back Jarek McKinnon and he's just like the ultimate piece for this offense I don't think there's another outside of Christian McCaffrey I don't think there's another running back I'd want in the Chiefs offense on third down other than him. Now, I know it sounds hyperbole. There's probably people thinking, listening to this podcast and going, nah, surely it's got to be other wide receivers. And as I'm, they're saying that or thinking it, they're scrolling through their fantasy team. They're going, actually, there's probably not anyone better than Christian McCaffrey or Jarrett McKinnon on third down. That's how good McKinnon is on third down these days. So, yeah, just as a whole, this offense just looked like its old self. We called it a get-right game for the offense. And the, the luckily, the Bears just laid down and died and let us have that get-right game because <laughs> the, uh, that is the most impressive the offense has looked in, well, since the second half of the Super Bowl. Yeah, it really settled the nerves, I think, didn't it, this game? Uh, it really did. And uh, it, it made sure that the Chiefs could try a few things that, um, you know, they've obviously been practicing and training and, um, you know, settling settling those receiving nerves a little bit more. Mm. But like you said, I mean, just the running game, the the passing game just was so fluid. Uh, anything Do you think the Chiefs, if they carried on, could have beaten the Dolphins total? Oh, I don't know. I really don't. They probably could have. They probably could have. Because, I mean, the way it was going, I think, as the Chiefs were just racking up points, you could see how dejected the the Bears players were getting yeah. as it was going. And it was half time, and they were already out. Yeah. 
they were already out of it. So, um, as you guys to show how much of a move the Miami Dolphins were, uh, oh, yeah, defense was on, on Sunday, like it's it's hilarious because it was against the Broncos, right? But <laughs> it got to the point where I'm watching the Chiefs game on Sunday and I almost pitied the Bears a little bit. Yes, I wanted the Chiefs offense to get rolling, I wanted them to carry on scoring, but that was purely for the Chiefs' benefit. Yeah. Where the Dolphins just rolling onto the piling onto the Broncos, it was just like, oh, we're doing this because we can. That type of thing. We're just going to keep keep going, and I just, I don't think I would have enjoyed it too much if Andy Reid did decide to pile on into the point yeah. where he's like late fifties, early sixties, because I do think I would start to feel bad, and he's clearly not that type of guy. I think he has too much respect for his peers that he wouldn't do that. But Mike McDaniel down in Miami clearly don't give two shits because he was just piling on Sean Payton, which in itself is funny enough. Maybe because the Broncos had 20 points and uh, I don't know. Maybe they thought a 43-point lead wasn't enough after their ninth touchdown. (laughs) I don't don't know. McDaniel, like, choose not to kick a field goal at the end because he didn't want want to rub it in. Didn't want to rub it in, you know. <laughs> but that would have broken. That would have broken the record. That yeah. would have broken the single. Oh yeah, I don't want to rub it in, you know. I'm yeah. Rack up seventy on you, but another oh, three points. F- yeah, no, we'll, we'll let you off. If you're a player in that locker room after the game, you're fuming. You have to be raging. Oh yeah, because we're passing up a field goal to break the NFL all-time record for a single points total in a game. Like you'd love to have that on your resume. Like surely Tua would love to have that. Oh, I've I took part in the the game where he got the most points. But then he decided, ah, oh, 70 is too much. If he was being a bit generous, I think he should have gone for it, but just like Tyreek kick it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah <he's> mad. <laughs> just, but the Chiefs, the Chiefs would have been on 37 uh, points if it wasn't for the refs being Yeah. Yeah. Go on, then. Go on then. Come on. Serve me up some humble. I, Come I, on. I am Come on, I'm, I'm here for it, Brad. I'm, I'm here for it. Come on, yes, go on. Put some nice apology music over this over this bit. Come on, I'm here for it. I'm wait. In fact, I'm going to sit here, cross armed, and I'm just going to sit here and look into your eyes and like glow in this apology that you're about to give me. I was a little bit harsh on Juwan Taylor last week. Uh, oh, really? Please do tell. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he had some holding calls, which I mean, obviously, that's one thing, yeah. but. This this particular thing that we're talking about is obviously him lining up incorrectly or yeah. supposedly incorrectly. And I actually saw it. And when it happened, we've got a chat group, haven't we, where we would, yeah. it's a WhatsApp group and a few of us actually talk on that. And I found myself defending Juwan Taylor at this point because I'm ready to accept that this is now a witch hunt on Juwan Taylor. Absolutely is. I it, told you it was a witch hunt last week. You did, you did, and I wasn't ready to listen to you. And I will admit, I was wrong. And <laughs> I think I have to apologise to Juwan Taylor and the Chiefs organisation because... And me. Clearly, they clearly saw some... And me. And you, Tom, yes, and you. Say it, say it. I'm very, very sorry, Tom. <laughs> For? For being wrong. <laughs> Again, <laughs> and not this is the part where you just say, "Yeah, I just agree with you forever, Tom," and then we just never have another podcast because we're just constantly just agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, 
just just seeing that, it was almost like an eye-opening moment. I thought, hang on, he's no further back than the, mm. the other tackle that we've got on the team. He was no further back than Donovan any. Smith. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the other like, tackle. Yeah, it was no no further back than anybody else on on that. Line. Or any other tackle in the NFL on Sunday. Yeah, and I thought, there was two two illegal formations called for tackles not, not lining up properly on Sunday, and they were both called against Juan Taylor. It is a witch hunt. It is. A witch hunt. It is. It is. Do they have to start to put, uh, prove points? I said this last week. If we weren't on that broadcast on that opening night, this wouldn't be a story. Yeah. But it's a story because it's the Chiefs. And well, there was a suggestion, wasn't there? And I don't know how true this is, whether it's true or not. But it, it, it this is something circulating around at the moment that Andy Reid purposely took Juwan Taylor to the sidelines during the game on the bench, and. He wanted to see if the refs were going to call it again. Oh, on Prince, yeah, on Prince Tiger. Because Prince, yeah, they yeah. I've seen, I've seen this theory batting about. Well, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is, I mean, this is obviously the makeup of Andy Reid because both of them, both Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, called it out in their press conferences. Yeah, and that's not something they normally do. They normally go, look, it's a hard, it's a hard job, you know, officiating in this game, which it is. You know, it is. Yeah. It is a really tough job to officiate in the NFL. But for them to call it out, I thought, you know what? Maybe they, maybe they did test them a little bit just to find out because it looked as though Prince was just still in the same position as what Juwan was. Yeah. During his time on the field, and I thought mm, maybe. Maybe there is some truth in that. Um, we can't we can't confirm it. We can't clarify it. But it'd be nice if anybody's going to if if we can get Pete ask the question at the next next press conference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that I would mean, be brilliant if we can get. Clarified. I just I just think something like that just means that Andy Reid has got as much pettiness in him as Patrick Mahomes has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Would be, it would be surprised if Patrick like suggested that because we all know. Patrick Mahomes is the pettiest man on the on earth, right? We we know that. Petty Pat's the thing, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what he suggested. But yeah, it's absolutely a witch hunt. It needs to stop. It's not fair. It isn't fair that this guy has been targeted. He's borderline bullying now yeah. to the point. Um, um bullying's probably a bit strong, but yeah, harassment on Juwan Taylor. And it's it's affecting the, the Chiefs directly because obviously they had that touchdown ruled out because of that call. And then the very next play, Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Like if Patrick Mahomes doesn't get hurt on Sunday if that if that bogus call doesn't happen now i the call might not, right sorry let me clarify the call might be correct he may be lining up uh away too far back that's fine i'm okay with him doing that and i'm okay with them calling it if they call everyone for it because if they if they call it across the league guess what next week all the right tackles and left tackles start lining up properly because they have to because it'd just be a league-wide problem that they can nip in the bud but the nfl have decided to go about it a completely different way instead of making examples of everyone they've made example of one guy and all it's making them do is look stupid it's making them look inept and incompetent yeah. and in the way that they can officiate games and they need to change they either need to go right we're getting everyone now or they need to stay away from Jawan Taylor. Because if it gets to this on Sunday night football and there's been no calls across the 6 o'clock or 9.30 or the noon afternoon slots in America, and there's been no calls for that particular infringement on any of the other teams, but then all of a sudden there's one in the first couple of drives against Jawan Taylor, Andy Reid is going to blow his top. He's going to go absolutely mental. So the NFL needs to be careful the way they go about officiating this in the next week because there's going to be a lot of questions asked if they continue to call it on Juwan Taylor 
and not everyone else. It was a worse one. I think it might have been on the Cowboys. It might have been where there's been spent, there's you don't there's loads island. There's itself. loads. I, I I just love the fact that Chiefs fans are now literally just taking screenshots of basically every player in the NFL. <laughs> going, what about this? What about this? What about this? I have actually seen the suggestion that we need to send the Swifties onto the NFL officiating um, crew. <laughs> not onto the crew sorry like unleash them on the nfl officiating yeah. twitter, um twitter and all whatnot socials because they soon uh, change their mind say, can i just say travis's friend he lined up fine he was fine don't worry about it it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah. and if you don't change it if you don't, don't pick up the flag then that's it that's it <laughs> your career is over <laughs> yeah on that note should we take a break <laughs> Yeah, I think we've talked enough about it, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be doing the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings. And we'll be previewing the Chiefs at the Jets. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi there, welcome to the Great British Taylor Swift show with Brad and Tom. <laughs> did you pr- did you plan that? I didn't, it was just off the cuff. <laughs> is, that, is that why you started giggling just before you said it? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not having this, you've not heard any of our music. You're like, really? Yeah, I'm I'm not having this, I, I don't believe you. But, um, I, honestly, I've only heard "Shake It Off," and that's the only one I know. And well, that one, right. the one that I just put at the beginning of the show. But even then, I couldn't even hum it to you. I, I have no idea what it is. Oh, mate, I'm not having it. But yeah. uh, Kylie, Kylie, like not Kylie Jenner, Kylie Minogue. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know, I know Kylie. Oh, uh, middle-aged British man, Born's uh, over Kylie Minogue. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> Anyway, we're sidetracking again. We're talking about Taylor Swift. Our head pride power rankings, Tom. Mm-hmm. Who is the top five this week? Uh, the the Dolphins. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are back on the top spot. Wow. Good. I'm happy about. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. Um, the Cowboys, by the way, have dropped out the top five, which is deserved. You lose the Cardinals, you deserve to drop. They were too high last week anyway. I voiced my opinion on this. They... They were getting way too much credit for their opening two wins. But yeah, they're out of the top five. But the Dolphins are now second top AFC team, which I I don't know. I didn't agree with. I think the Chiefs are still better than the Dolphins, but... Who have the Dolphins played so far? They scored 70 points. Who have they played? They played the Patriots. They played 
the Broncos and they played someone else. That's how it works. <laughs> and someone else. Someone mm. else. They scored a load of points. Harry Kill got loads of fantasy points in week one. Can't remember against who they. Yeah, we, we, knew, we knew. Oh, it was the Chargers. They played the Chargers. They played the oh, Chargers. Man. Oh, man. How yeah. can you give the Dolphins? I mean, they played, actually, to be fair, they've actually played some half decent teams there. So, yeah, the Dolphins are second. The Eagles are third. Um, three and I still look like they're going to crush the NFC and just oh, yeah. book it. You might as well just book Eagles 49ers in for the NFC Championship game right now. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth hour Chiefs, uh, they're staying there. And then new into the top five, uh, the Bills, who have reacted very, very well to their opening night disappointment against the, uh, the Jets. Um, yeah. Jets. So, yeah, they've, um, yeah, the Josh Allen looks very good and going about his business under the radar at the moment, which is probably where Josh Allen's best suited. Because yeah. um, he, do- he doesn't seem to be a guy that performs too well with lots of eyes on him. Yeah. Um, similar to like Lamar Jackson type thing. Like they're like, they're, these are like quarterbacks that are just like absolute monsters at lunchtime on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. But as soon as they go away from that, it's like, actually, how, how do they react to where Mahomes is the opposite? Mahomes is an absolute monster in prime time. And then like, when, when all eyes are on him. Uh, yeah, Josh yeah. Allen, yeah, I'd agree with you. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are built for the season. Yeah. The seasonal so, yeah. quarterbacks, aren't they? Yeah. So there's, um, yeah, we'll see how they get on. Um, but yeah, the Bills, I think, will start to rack up a few wins now. I'm looking forward. They're, they're playing the Dolphins this weekend, I think. So that should that be a hell of a game. Match, sure. Um, yeah. And then at the bottom, the Bears are still last. And now the Broncos are 31st. Um, which, deservedly so. Owen Free looked crap. Just yeah. had 70 points scored on them. Yeah. Too right. You might get a defense next week. Might get a defense. Yeah. yeah. Might get but a apparently, defense. Russell Wilson played okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've read. I'm like, I don't. I, just, I didn't see any. I didn't see any of the Broncos' offense. All like, every time I, I switched it out in red zone, it was just the Dolphins scoring. So Dolphins on a field. That was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I ever. It wasn't saw. even on the field. It was just Dolphins in the end zone, constantly. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh well. Oh, thanks, well, actually, you had an interesting Sunday, didn't you? You watched Newcastle United beat Sheffield Sheffield United eight nil, yeah. and then the Dolphins scored ten touchdowns. Like, mate, I wish all weekends were like that. I really did. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. up the points. Just, honestly, yeah. like, my my whole weekend there that that Sunday was just like highlight reels. <laughs> yeah. I was watching full games. I was like, it's like this is a highlight reel. This is brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, that was in fact a win by uh, Newcastle by Newcastle two army. Yeah, no, it was good. Good fun. And uh, yeah, the Chiefs racking up the points against the Bears and, and especially the Broncos get absolutely drugged. It was fantastic. <laughs> right, okay then. Uh, Chiefs at the Jets. Our preview on the Great British Chiefs show. And well, I've already messed up on the notes because I put Bears 2022 record. <laughs> <laughs> Bears 2022 season record. And I've, uh, yeah, I have clearly haven't changed the notes on this. I've been a bit lax with the notes this week, haven't I, Tom? Yeah, it's like you were riding the Taylor Swift stuff. You thought, right, that can carry us through for the half of the show and then we just make up the rest, Um, which is pretty much how the whole podcast has gone so far. Um, Yeah, the Jets. There's two sides to the Jets. There's the really good side of the Jets and then there's the really bad side of the Jets. I reckon we should start with the really good side of the Jets. Which one's which? (laughs) Yeah. The really good side of the Jets. The bit of the Jets has been good for a couple of years, the defence. There's a reason why they bought Robert Saller in because that 49ers defence was very, very good. There was only one person that could break that 49 defense. 
and that was Patrick Mahomes with a 10-point deficit in the Super Bowl. That was it. That was the only person that could break that 49ers defense. So rightly, rightly, the Jets went out and got Robert Sala in the summer of 2020. Yeah, 2020. And defensively, they have been mustered pretty much since. They have a number of stars on that defense. They are performing unbelievably well. They are keeping their team in games. Like, I don't know how many drives there were between the Jets and the Patriots, but it felt like the team was, the ball was constantly switching hands because it was constantly punting. They probably had like 14, 15 drives each in that game. But the Jets find a way to keep their team in games. They they were the reason, them and special teams were the reason why they beat the Bills on opening night. They had a chance to win on Sunday against the Patriots. And the only reason they had a chance is because of their defense. So that's very good. But then you flip to the other side of the ball and it is just awful. It's laughable. Like, that's what it is. It's awful. I don't know if it is just Zach Wilson as well, by the way. I like... Mm. I, 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 Zach this. Wilson, like Zach Wilson, is horrendous, yeah. and the fact that people were comparing him to Patrick Mahomes when he was coming out of college is just laughable. Because people did, people done done this. They were comparing he's a big arm because he had a couple of like falling away throws and stuff that went like across the field. They said, "Oh, comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, that was laughable." But honestly, Brad, he is terrible. He's, he's obviously so got very bad. good agents. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched him last year against the Falcons was it last year or maybe the year before anyways last two years I watched him um, live in person in London and he was equally as bad then and in front of me and 10 months later or two years later whenever it was he just doesn't look like he's got any better now we must obviously say this with a pinch of salt because he wasn't their plan going into the season their plan was Aaron Rodgers but that lasted all of four plays but it just had they hasn't found a way to pick up this offense at all since. And it doesn't help that the, the Jets went out and signed a load of wide receivers that are basically Aaron Rodgers' mates. <laughs> like, I don't know if they're any good. I don't know if Alan Lazard is any good or Randall Cobb's still any good. But the reason why they're on the Jets and not the Packers is because Aaron Rodgers wanted them on the Jets. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're going to be necessarily any good for... Zach Wilson. Now, I don't think Zach Wilson particularly will make them anyone, any receiver look any good. But I just think offensively, it's just, you just look at it and you're like, oh, brilliant. Zach Wilson throwing to old man Randall Cobb. Like, like it's just, it's awful. It's so, so bad how they are. I, I just, I'd hate to be a Jets fan right now. It must be excruciating. It's like Randall Cobb's the dad and he's just playing ball with his son, isn't he? Going, I'll run a few, yeah. son. You just throw the ball to me. <laughs> just awful. Awful. <laughs> i tell you what was uh, quite telling this as well. Uh, the, the last game that I watched uh, against the Patriots, they, they really do try and, and engineer something from the run game a lot because obviously they, they really don't have any um, any confidence in Zach Wilson's ability at, at, at any point. Um, mm. And... There was one of the players, and I think uh, I think it was pointed out by the uh, the commentary crew, but um, they tried to run a run play, and they'd stacked the left side of the offensive line, but not the right side, and it was clear where the the running back was going to go. He was going to go right, and he just got gobbled up. It was three versus five mm. on that side of the uh, on that side of the line, and it it just got shut down every time. And I think there was another play as well, which um, I think they tried to do some kind of wide receiver screen. And it just 
fell down completely. I mean, it was the the, the Patriots' defense. I mean, they're, they're obviously well schooled anyway. It's, you know, it's a better yeah. defense anyway, wasn't it? But you know, they they sniffed that out straight away. So you know, even trying to disguise some of these players seems to be a little bit of an issue. There. I don't like you said. I don't know if it's the play calls. I don't know if it's Zach Wilson just really not understanding what the hell he has to do on this offense. Um, but you're right. This offense really doesn't scare anybody, and it's it's having an issue with the defensive side because the defense the defense looks really good. They yeah they, mostly yeah mostly, mostly yeah. They, I mean they, yeah. they sent four against the Patriots and they covered a lot, and they seem to snuff out a lot of what the Patriots was trying to do. Yeah, well, it does help that they got Sauce Gardner, who's just like a machine back oh, there. He's awesome. He, he, he's um, outrageously good. But the offense, what makes me laugh is. They just can't generate offense like offense from anywhere. You look at their passing and their rushing stats from from Sunday. They passed for 157 yards. Zach Wilson was 18 of 36, 50 percent passing. It's awful. And then on the ground, because Belichick knew that Zach Wilson is utter dross, that he could just basically sell out against a run. And they ran for 38 yards of 22 attempts. Of 22 carries? Yes. 38 oh, yards oh, of 22 oh. carries, the Jets on Sunday against the What's Patriots. What's the average on that per carry? <laughs> 1.4 yards, but I don't know. Not even that, 1. yeah. 1.6 yards a carry. Like it's just, It's just horrendous how bad the Jets' offense is. And... You're, you're, they're going up against the Chiefs team that's defensively top three in the league right now and yeah. playing full of confidence. They, like Chris Jones only played 16 snaps on Sunday because he didn't need to play anymore because the off defense is playing that so, so, so well and the offense was playing well. That I just don't see a scenario where the Jets, how they currently are on offense, can put up any amount of points to make them competitive against the Chiefs because the Chiefs will score on the Jets. The, Jet, the Jets will have success against the Chiefs' offense. But by for me, success is keeping them under 24 points. Yeah. And I think the Jets may do that. They may keep Mahomes to 24 or less. But there's no scenario I can imagine where the Zach Wilson-led offense with Dalvin Cook and this offensive line that can't block anything score 24 points. I just don't see that happening. Can't now, there's been talk. Point. Well, it's not talk. They've signed him. They've signed Trevor Simeon. And Trevor Simeon, obviously a former Broncos quarterback, he's faced the Chiefs a few times. And he's always done terrible against the Chiefs. He's not a very good quarterback. There's a reason why he's been a free agent for so long. He's not a good quarterback. And I don't feel like there's much of an upgrade between him and Zach Wilson. Yeah, he offers a bit of a veteran presence, but his veteran presence actually that good of a thing if you're not any good like it's, yeah. it's all well and good out i'm 35 years old i have a veteran presence but i'm still not any good at it <laughs> so you don't want me around you're still like, old <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i'm still old and not as physically gifted as i once was yeah but so, i know i knew how to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like i don't i don't really understand why bringing trevor simeon in makes much sense i would if i was them i would probably try begging Matt Ryan or someone like that to try to just beg him and say, right, do you want to come back? Maybe get an older head with a bit more experience, but actually played well in the league when he was in. <laughs> Maybe that way. Even Cam Newton. Like, bring Cam Newton in, for Christ's sake. Go get, go get Colin Kaepernick. Anything, <laughs> anything. 
He's Haven't better he got than an his... injunction against him because he keeps <laughs> yeah. turning up at the facility. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is better than than Zach Wilson right now. He's awful. He's awful. But I don't think Trevor Simeon is that much of an upgrade. So even if they do start Trevor Simeon, they won't start him. Zach Wilson will start. But even if Trevor Simeon comes in for the second quarter after Chris Jones has destroyed Zach Wilson five times and he's thrown three picks to Trent McDuffie and Joshua Williams and Brian Cook or whatever... Trevor Simeon might come in, but it's not going to be that much better for him. Like this offense, it just stinks. It stinks so badly. Yeah. And like, ah, oh, but a penny for McCall Harmon's thoughts right now, honestly. Like, it just it must, it must be so, so, so bad being a receiver or any offensive player in that in that room. Just putting that offense into perspective here, uh, the offense is 32nd in total passing yards. Really? 32nd. <laughs> really? 22nd in total rushing yards, 32nd in total yards per game, and 32nd in time of in time of possession per game as well. So they're not they're, they're, they're literally not sustaining any drives whatsoever. Literally, I, I mean, I haven't even checked, but I don't have they got a first down yet? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Well, it's, they seem to have like four like chances to win against the Patriots or tie against the Patriots, but every single time they're just free and out, free and out, free and out, free and out. It's just, it's bad. I I can't believe this game Sunday night football. Genuinely. It's, it's a primetime game. I mean, you've got to get up early to watch this one. I just, I don't, do you know what? I'm off on Monday and I don't think I'm going to get up and watch it live. I genuinely think I'm just going to watch a rerun on, on Monday morning because this game as a contest is just, it's just not one. It isn't. Like, we were just as arrogant about the Bears last week and we were proven right. But this one even more so because I just don't know how the Jets score points against a team as hot defensively as Kansas City are right now. They're just, they're just awful. Might be an early night for us European uh, Chiefs fans. Yeah. But it's <laughs> just a like, blowout. Nice. But they are kind of boring these games as well, by the way. Yeah. They are boring to watch. Oh, I, I don't like them. I I do like a good scrap sometimes. I, I, yeah. I like a good. I mean, it's not good for my heart. I mean, obviously getting older as well. You know, it's, yeah. being a Chiefs fan has has been difficult in the heart over the years. But you know, it's it's not getting any easier. Even when we've got Patrick Mahomes, I mean, yeah, we've got the confidence that they're going to, you know, at least make something happen at, at, at any mm. point in the game. So you have that hope, and we never really had that hope back then. But. We now have that hope where we we think yes, at, at the flick of a switch, this Chiefs offense can just literally take off. Yeah, and, yeah I like I like a good shootout actually, a good shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably we don't get one on Sunday. No, no, no. Um, but um, yeah, you know the Jets, the Jets defense is. Uh, I mean, going off your metric as well, you know your standard of defense points allowed twelve, which is oh, good. decent. Where are the Chiefs these days with points allowed? Points allowed, they're still fourth. Still fourth. Mm. So they're looking good, mate. They're looking good. This defense is uh, really showing up every single week at the minute. It'd be nice if we could have some turnovers on Sunday, wouldn't it? Just uh, well, yeah, there, there is. Start that. racking up some ints. Let's start getting some bonuses for some of our uh, cornerbacks and stuff. Yeah, but we're not doing well on ints at the minute. I mean, uh, the Jets are. They got apparently they've had three, and they've all come from Jordan Whitehead, haven't they? Okay. Um. So yeah, they've. Uh, yeah, they, he knows how to ball hawk that. Let I tell you. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 going to be. Uh, I, I, I want to say it's going to be an interesting game. It isn't. <laughs> it, it really isn't, is it? I'm, I'm trying to like you know stoke the fire a little bit. You know, get some yeah. bit of excitement going. But I, 
I was going to say, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting game. No, it's not. It's basically like a training match. It, <laughs> it is attack versus defense constantly, but oh, just Chiefs. Like, there might be a record amount of snaps that Patrick Mahomes plays this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it might, it might be time of possession. It might be what? 45 15. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to have to genuinely, genuinely, there is a chance this weekend. That against the Jets, Patrick Mahomes plays more snaps than he ever has done in a single game. Oh, wow. Because you think about it, right? The Chiefs are going to have to sustain drives against the Jets because the Jets' defense is very good. So they're not going to be able to have the big plays. They're going to have to matriculate the ball down the field, as it were, okay? So they're going to have to do that. But at the same time, I don't think many of their drives will result in touchdowns. They're going to have to set off a field goals, right? But the Jets are going to be close enough that the Chiefs cannot rest any stars. The stars are going to have to play because the Chiefs aren't going to be able to open up a big lead. But the problem is for the Jets is that Zach Wilson's going to be off the field immediately, basically every single time. So I genuinely think we're going to see a record amount of drives. There's going to be adverts galore. This game's going to last like five hours on Sunday night. But Patrick Mahomes might play something stupid like 110 snaps or something ridiculous like that. Against never, mind the, never mind the Chiefs running out of fireworks. State Farm's going to run out of adverts. <laughs> yeah, it's just, <laughs> oh man, this game is going to last. For, it, honestly, this time next week, we're still going to be watching this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time we record the uh, Great British Chiefs show, we're going to be sat here going, yeah, any minute now, it's, the game's about to end. We're going to take a knee. There we go. <laughs> If Mahomes plays a record amount of snaps in a single game next week, then you have to buy me dinner in Munich. Because that would be a pretty good prediction to get right. It would be, actually. Yeah, go on, I'll take that. It's a okay. bit more than a sandwich bet, mate. That's, okay, cool. That's a bit more than a sandwich bet, isn't it? Slap yeah, on me, oh, Jesus. With a Stein as well. We're in Germany, so. So if you're listening, Andy Reid... Let's put Blaine Gabbert on a suit. He's not going to. He's not going to. If the Chiefs aren't more, <laughs> if the Chiefs are more than three, four scores up, they're not going to put Blaine Gabbert in. And I don't think the Chiefs are going to open up that big enough a lead to take take Mahomes out. Blaine Gabbert, you're my only hope. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Predictions, mate. The Jets are going to score ten points again, like they did on Sunday. Oh, do you know? No, I've got- no, no. I tell you what, they're going to score thirteen points. The Jets. All I mean, right. Ooh, generous. Thirteen points. I do think they get something. And the Chiefs will score 24. 24. I've gone 31-10. No, they won't score 24. They score 23. They'll win by 10 points. Chiefs. Will they? Yeah. 23-13. All right. I've gone 31-10. But uh, purely because I don't, I just don't think Jets are going to rack up anything or muster anything. I've been quite generous with the 10 there, I think, with that offense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Taylor Swift's there, so we can just watch her the whole broadcast. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think I'd rather have Taylor Swift watch this week than actually watch the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, just to end on the Taylor Swift thing, there was another Swifty that I watched, um, and she basically said that um, apparently this Travis Kelsey guy is going to have a hell of a season this year, is more better than any other season he's ever had. I was like, wow, that's a bold statement. I love this guy that's had. Seven consecutive one thousand yard <laughs> seasons, and he's won two Super Bowls. And he's this year, he's but this year's it. This year, ten thousand yards. 
Gonna go off. And, go and off. the Chiefs are gonna win two Super Bowls this year. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna get five interceptions. Um, they're gonna win the NFC Championship. They're gonna win the AFC Championship. <laughs> <laughs> NFC East completed it, mate. Look out, the Swifties are coming. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here. So if you are a Taylor Swift fan, please leave a review on this podcast. <laughs> you are a Swiftie, yeah. Get one on the show next week. <laughs> no. It's a bit of a segment of like, you know, Taylor Swift watch or something like no, that. No, no. No? no, no. The show's not long enough, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, then. That's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back next week on our usual Wednesday time slot. But whilst you wait for the next show, why not listen to other shows on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network? Uh, daily shows as well, so uh, make sure you listen to those. Uh, you can check out all the daily news articles along with Tom's Arrowhead lines and the power rankings on our website, arrowheadpride.com. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.